0: at wayland bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner you can do all this at wayland bay in st augustine located at 845 state Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit waylandbaymarine.com wayland bay marine your authorized dealer for Tracker boats nitro sun tracker tahoe mako and now your full line of ranger boats and remember every day is a boat show at wayland bay marine
1: mike dempsey here for underdog fantasy where you just draft your team and underdog handles the rest and you can win big cash prizes Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code
0: 1010XL. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank.
2: Good evening. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. And I'm Captain Ricky Pupor. No, Kevin Faber. Kevin Favor is at the captain's meeting for the King of the Beach tournament, which is going to be held on Saturday. Which I'm interested to hear and see if what the amount of boats are. The reason I say that is I would be involved in them a lot more if they were beach tournaments. Yeah, all of them in general. Um, I'm sorry to you know to, to. Say that, but I am a small boat owner, and I get it, guys, with the doubles and the triples and over 31 foot. I get it. I'm sorry, but, I mean, it just throws out a level playing field. You know, we all can't go out 60 miles, and, and you know, I mean, gosh, look at that last tournament. What, 58 pounds was, was a new record, and there was three more in the 50s behind that. Well, I mean, I don't, unless they have a whole different category, have a pro division and, a, and an amateur division, which they need, if that's how they're going to run their tournaments, that's how they need to, um, to give us just a fighting chance to stay on the beach or, you know, up to, you know, 12, 15 miles off. I mean, yeah, safety-wise. And
3: there's been some nice fish caught on the beach this week. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. were just talking about some, you know, high 30s pound fish. We were. I caught a nice fish today. But it just picked up. Yeah, it just came around on the full
2: moon because it's I been, fished on Monday, the day before,
3: off and on all all season.
2: And I caught, I went one for two on the beach, and then bumped offshore a few miles and and caught a few more. Um, but the beach bite was kind of sort of non existent. Then Tuesday was the full moon it it fired off that day. Everybody caught some fish and everything on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday. Uh, Same thing, you know, everybody picked on them pretty good I think today had a lot to do with We had winds out of the northeast So the ocean I mean, you were pretty much one of only Two or three boats that were out there today? No, there were several boats out there today But not little boats,
3: I mean, right? It was a little bumpy, wasn't it? Uh, You know what? It was kind of a questionable Washing machine? Or where are we at? Yes, it was washing machine But it was spread out just enough where it worked and, okay. You know, it was three and a half foot, which you know is a that's a pretty big sea for us to be going taking clients out right. on. Right.
2: Well, slow trolling is just just, it's just really tough and have a have a kind of a sea over two and a half foot that you could really yeah. You know but it was going out
3: just enough where it worked. It was it was okay. comfortable fishing. It was uh you know weren't gonna run anywhere fast in it. Right. In fact I surfed my way in the North Cut this afternoon, the tide changed. Oh really? Was yeah. it pretty large in the North Cut? Yeah, it got pretty big. And, and, and you know, you could crawl up the back. Yeah. And i Have was to like, oh. oh here we go. Yeah. Bump up like, a little bit. And I warned him before we left, I was like, Hey guys, when we get when we get going through the cut right there, by the rocks, going in the inlet, just just You might get a little splash, Mm -hmm. might, might get a little bit big, just, it's going to be fine. We're just, and they're like, okay. And we just, we surfed our way in. Okay. But but yeah, it was a big sea condition. Just, uh, it, it just, it worked. It was, it was kind of nice, honestly. Um, and like you said, you know, maybe 10 boats out there with me today on, we fished the beach, um, seemed to be a little bit slow. Slow. There was a beautiful tide line, uh, you know, up to the North there. Mm -hmm um i pulled one fish off the tide line oh you did yeah you did catch one fish off the tide line yep and and three bites for the day um all in all it was a pretty good day we just had that one really nice big fish yep lines in the water five minutes and i know that just stinks well it was awesome because when you know you know i mean she screamed east and i was like oh Oh, yeah 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 yeah. but i'm
2: just saying you get that bite within the first five or ten minutes and then and then here comes the beach doldrums for like an hour and a half till you get your next bite you know and it's
3: like oh man well we, we had one one a child a kid on the boat got sick and he was like hey can i go in mom said can we take him in i was like yeah it's right there so she's like i could go to the bathroom anyway so we Rolled in and you know dumped them two off and yep went it, back out and it and as soon as we we were, you know we we're heading back out we passed the tide rip I was like hey we're gonna check this same thing five minutes lines in the water that's it's great. great that's great I was like man I'm, yes. I just I can't make a mistake today yeah looking good here baby looking yeah. good Uh but no it's
2: been it's been in um, great thing is for you guys fishing the tournament I mean we do like I said had had northeast winds the last well we had east yesterday northeast today. Um, it's going to blow northeast tonight, and it's going to slowly switch around tomorrow to the to the southwest southwest. And I believe that's again what they're calling for on Saturday for the tournament. Um, great conditions. I don't see any reason where they're going anywhere. Nope. Bait out of Saint Augustine. Uh, you make a left or make a right. It's yeah. wherever you
3: want to get to, and that's you know? what I was just gonna say. The the wind changing uh, yesterday, it, it, you know, the water cleaned up. Yep, but uh, the bait didn't go anywhere. But the bait didn't go anywhere. So that's a that's right a big plus. And with
2: it, with the wind switching around like that, it's uh, potential of not. It's it isn't gonna go anywhere yep. for Saturday at least. I think everybody'd be fine. Fingers crossed. Because you can't buy bait.
3: Right. It's you catch it. You gotta get yourself out of bed. Uh, go thing. throw the net. Another thing I love about these tournaments, uh-huh. the beach tournaments, can't buy bait. Can't buy bait. Yep. So
2: unless that blue runner is sitting there traveling within the three miles or four mile limit or whatever this particular tournament is, four, four miles, if he's four miles east of the inlet, and you can find a blue runner, you're fine. But other than that, it's a level playing field. It's either going to
3: be a ribbon fish, a, uh, a mullet, or a pokey. That's it. Straight up. Or bluefish, maybe you can find a bluefish yeah. or a Spanish. Well,
2: it's like I say, I, you know, when we started all off, I have nothing against all those others, but it's just, I just, I, I'm, I'm not getting out on the Calcutta. I'm not doing, I'm not spending a thousand dollars when I'm, you know, fishing against a guy with quad four hundreds that's gonna, you know, go down to the, to the, to the weather buoy off Canaveral or something. You know, I mean, it's just not, I, I can't compete with that. You know, I mean, most of our big fish, like we said. Don't get me wrong, our our good friend uh Gordon Beal, I mean, look at him. He catches a, a 53 or whatever at the captain's house in the uh ancient city tournament. Wow. You know? And but, I mean, like Kevin and I were talking about today, that's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we always talk about. There ain't no there ain't no fences. There ain't no, you know, stopping fish can roam. Oh yeah. But just what I have seen so far, we are getting later into the season. So, for the most part, all the fish are getting rowed out. I am not, not saying that there's not going to be, you know, the top 10, there's not going to be 40, you know, 40 pounds plus. I'm not saying that. Okay. But just what I've seen in the average of fish right now, the Some average fish is probably between 16 and 25 pounds of what I've seen on the beach so far.
3: Yeah. But I mean, that fish I caught today was full of row still. So, I mean, it's gonna. I, it's that, coming. You understand what I'm saying? It's yeah, coming yeah. to the end of. it. It's, that's right. It's coming to the end. The fish are pushing off the beach a little bit. You yep. know,
2: it's. I it's, mean, it's it's. I mean, yes, it's August 1st. I have caught kingfish nine miles off in October, but everything's got to be. Yeah. Still perfect and stuff like that, but I mean, it's just their cycles are starting to wind down. I'm like I just said. I am not saying there ain't a couple big girls still laying
3: around oh, yeah. there. You just got to drag over their heads. I totally get it. Totally get it yeah and and you know you and i kevin we all fish the beach a lot we probably fish the beach three oh, days a week gosh on at least at least and I, this is only the second 30 plus pound fish i've caught all year that's so. what
2: kevin and i were talking about this year i can honestly probably i've probably fished the beach 35 times 30 times so far this year and i I was trying to think. I don't think I've caught anything over thirty. It's yeah. And Kevin's caught two. He did have me and him were down at Matanzas a while back, and we were together. We were only two down there, and it was just an incredible day. And I rolled up on him because I took a picture of the fish, and that was a that was an honest to goodness big gun, yeah, not large big gun that he released. I mean, a big fish. Yep. And uh, you know, we're we're making guesses and stuff like that, you know, being you know don't wanna sound too much like, you know, man, it's a fifty pounder, but right. I'm just telling you she was well over
3: forty all day long.
2: Oh wow. But there's not that many of those laying around there. And the way I look at King how many Fish, have you
3: caught in your life? Over forty pounds?
2: None. My biggest kingfish is thirty seven point eight pounds and I won that was a Jacksonville Kingfish Tournament in nineteen eighty
3: nine. And we won fourth place. Same for me. I've never caught one over 40 pounds. It, you know, we see it all the time. Social media. We mm-hmm. see it through these tournaments and stuff. There's tons of kingfish that are caught right here in our backyard that are over 40 pounds every single yep. week. But yep. I've never caught one.
2: And that particular year, it just happened to be. And I'm, I might be a year or two off, but I'm, I'm almost positive it was 1989. Um, that was the year... That I know you've heard the story. Uh, it was always in July like it was. And a cold front. We all left the dock with shorts on. It was 75, 78 degrees leaving the dock. Hot as all get out. Okay? Did not bring any clothes. I had baggies on and a t-shirt. And about 11 o'clock in the morning, a cold front came through. We saw where, you know, they called for a cold front to come through. It was, you know, but they didn't know how cold it was going to be behind it. They didn't forecast it. When I tell you we were collecting the water out of the out of the pee hole in the back of the engine to keep warm <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> I mean, at that time, I think I was 15 or 16 years old. We came back down to St. Augustine. I caught the fish at the, ca- uh, at the captain's house. And we'll never forget it. And uh, we had an old, well, not an old scarab, but we had a scarab sport fisherman at the time. Um, it was a scorpion sport fish made by a scarab. And... Uh, it had twin 300s, and that wind switched out of the northeast, Ricky. And if it didn't go 6 to 7 foot on the beach, it didn't go to nothing. Mm. We pulled, we were trying to get back to Mayport, because at that time you couldn't, you couldn't. Uh, Whew,
3: that's a 30-mile ride. Listen, I, we,
2: my dad split the cap off the top of the boat, mm. separated it. So anyhow, we didn't call in a man. We called in, told him that we were taking on water, because we kept on. You know, but the front of the boat just looks like you open your mouth. It just every wave you hit it's separated. We me and my brother and my dad spent gosh, got back, weighed the fish, put the boat on the trailer. Um and uh we worked on that boat for eight or nine hours. I mean, went to literally was running into Ace Hardware and it was like seven o'clock and they were closing the door and we're beating on the door. Please just let us in. So we could just get some screws and stuff like that to re, Because then the next day was going to be gorgeous. It was going to be less than two foot. It was going to be gorgeous. We were trying to do something just to back up what we had already caught for the next day. Because it was a two-day tournament back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anyhow, long story short, short short story long. But yes, I mean, that was the coldest
3: day in July I've ever. We didn't have any clothes. And it was freezing when that front come through brutal. I remember those days back. I can remember we had a 26 foot Robolo that we fished out of uh, for the greater jacks. And that's the really the only tournament we fished for the year.
2: For the most part, that was it was that
3: in ancient cities the only two that we ever fished. It was a thousand boats that yes. back then, and we all left out of a three square mile staging area. Yep, out in front of the inlet right there. Yep, and the jets. I remember the jets is yep. bo- the release point. And yep, I can remember them guys. Of course, I was a teenager and yep. I was all about those you know high speed. Yep, g- back then get them, dad, get them. A sixty mile an hour boat was fast <laughs> back then, and you know I could remember these guys had fountains and yep. you'd see the sponsorships on the side and they had the gold you know the Penn international yep. reels anybody that had gold reels that was kind of a big deal yep. to me they had matching sets and 60 70 mile an hour boats my dad he he would try to hang with him in that little <laughs> boat the motors were out of the water more than they were in the water hold
2: on boy we're gonna we, get him. we're getting them
3: <laughs> we, we, we were we were trying to get to the oh, yeah. front oh yeah that
2: was that was yeah. that was the fun of it hey um we got to take a quick break real quick but first i just got to do a shout out my little buddy colton with Captain Woody on the legacy, his son. He's turning eight tomorrow. Folks, there's nothing that put more of a smile on my face than going down to the dock in the morning, and there he is. This little eight-year-old boy of, of Captain Woody, and I... I Just calls it out on the radio, talks professionally on the radio, says hello to everybody. He does, he does a good job. Morning, Captain Scotty, you know, and you know, we're all talking about what's going on. You know, you getting any bites? And all of a sudden, I hear this little young man's voice come over the radio Come in, Captain Scotty. Come on, Colton. What's up? I just gaffed one. (laughs) <laughs> Good for you, buddy. You know, he's a and, king and fisherman in he's, he's 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 going to be there. He's going
3: to be there. Eight years old. He's already eight had years some tournament old. success. And
2: so. and if you know, I mean, he's got a hell of a follower to follow th- with and through.
3: Yeah.
2: With Woody. So anyhow, they're in the Bahamas. They're on a cruise. Yeah. Happy uh, birthday, Colton. But Colton, happy birthday, my friend. I love you, brother. I'm going to miss you because school's starting. I guess next week. So, I guess I'm going to miss you on the dock here for a little while. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Buport, Captain Scott
0: Shank. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. What in the wild
3: world is (laughs) fortunate? Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Ricky Buport captain scott shank and we, we got, got captain dylan, leon dana
2: dylan spinning the tunes which i don't even what in the wide world of sports was that fat dylan?
3: pat top straw man come on <laughs> sure glad
1: you got to clarify that
3: what's up prime time
1: hey ricky good evening to you sir hey scotty hey buddy
2: hey real quick i gotta tell you i mean you know finishing the last of the story that we're talking about but we are as all as charter captains have taken out young men, young women, kids, however whatever way you want to interpretate this. But honestly I'm not sitting here to to blow smoke, but when you watch a seven or eight year old or nine year old, twelve year old, and they get it. Oh yeah. They just get it. You understand what I'm saying? I mean I, I've I've watched again, I'm I'm talking about Colton because I've been around him enough. And you just watch him on a rod. You watch him when he gaffs the fish. I'm not saying that that ain't helping him lift it three feet over the gunnel of the boat. Sure. But I'm just telling you, I mean, it it ain't no little, you know, paddle on the butt. When he sticks it, he sticks that fish. And I've watched him do it. And it's just, I mean, you know when you have a child that just gets it. You know, and you could just see that if if you do right, he might not be, he doesn't need to be the next charter captain. Oh, you know, it would be nice.
3: But, Speaking of that, Leon, you know, how about them helmets? You got any more of them?
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a one of a kind. I've, I've had that since the last day of the Marine Corps. And, uh, wow! That,
3: I need to get one. Wow! I'd have my to get my personal
1: own. helmet. Oh, and, cool! Uh, I keep I keep that uh as a memory, and uh, I've only had to break it out about three times in all my charter work. And uh when I break that out, I mean serious business. There's a, there's a danger to everyone, and by God, I'm putting myself first. That's the and, uh, nice thing about a T-top
2: is all I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Unless somebody is one of those, which you always have one of those, Leon, that is the, why in the hell are you bringing the bait back inside the boat to cast it kind of person? I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, that's the nice thing about a T-top. The only thing is i got to get up and get the scratch marks off of it every now and again.
1: Yeah. I get that, Scotty.
3: Indeed. The first time I heard the story about the <laughs> helmet, I got so tickled I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!"
2: Well, in his heyday, see, he's got old now, so he's a little softer than he used to be. But dude, if you screwed up on that boat, you got a you got you know a jackass uh, hat on uh, uh, a yeah. uh, 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 horse whatever a fire jackass, cone yeah. or something. Yeah, you had uh, oh, old, yeah. the old that the. The Le- big dunce cone thing. Leon I mean, goes all so, out yeah. first. Oh, he customers. does. He goes, he goes all out. I mean, it, it was crazy. If you did some kind of something, he had a hat for the, to remember the
1: memories and, and it, take
2: pictures. And you had
1: to wear it until you caught the next fish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. just
2: like flying a bill, you know a, 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 a billfish flag. You you took it down when you That's got right. in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was up for right. the day. Yeah. Take it
2: down before you leave the dock the next morning. But you damn sure
1: were wearing it the rest of the day because you did something That's stupid. Right. Yeah. You're going to wear that with pride on my boat. That, <laughs> that that horse head is not coming off until you catch fishing. You better start focusing. I got to find one that You, you got to remember. They had to do three things horribly wrong in a row to earn the horse head okay. or, the, or the or the or the cone cap. And I mean it was epic faux pas, you okay. know. I mean, whacking it off the boat, you know, planting a bait Six, six feet in front of the boat when you're trying to cast it. Yeah,
2: and he said, you know, oh, "I remember my first cast." That's my comment to everybody. Yeah, they plunked that one like six feet from the boat. <laughs> I remember my first cast, and you just yep. get a charge yep. out of the rest of them. And that guy just sitting there shaking your head. <laughs> hey, the one so, we got to uh, come tomorrow, up with though. Guys. Hold on, the one we got to yep. come up with though is for me is a dock hat. How many times you throw it on top of the dock and you know or air it out on top of the dock or whatever? What kind of hat can we use for that?
1: Mm.
2: we got to come up with one because trust me i have one every day on my boat wearing it
3: so i i had a
1: you got to wear the particular hat
2: yeah we got to find a particular hat for that one
3: today i I get that i had a great crew of fishermen that were a good 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 crew to fish with we were having a good time had the music playing everything was golden golden but uh Mm -hmm. we we could not figure out how to reel the fish in it was just a, a a struggle we we swapped off three times on one fish and all three anglers were you know doing the old whip rod whipping contest and oh i hate that uh it was it was high stress for me and i finally decided i was like you know what if they catch the fish they catch the fish if they don't they don't and right. uh, yeah it's just
1: calm down Yeah, you know, use the rod to your favor don't so, I, I know i know i know it comes over time well, so breathe, on fish number all, three breathe.
3: Fish number three, we wrapped the line around the tip. That's
2: what I'm always worried about, because then you're breaking my rods. That is the worst thing to happen. Then have you're breaking my rods. Now you're costing me money.
3: And I told him, I was you're like, wrapped. hey, your tip is wrapped. And he's like, what? Hey, your tip's wrapped. What? What?
2: Yeah. And you're sprinting <laughs> because you know dang get good well it's fixing to be a $200 fix. As in a new
0: rod. Oh,
3: man. You know? Yeah. And that's the only when, thing when that scares you jerk scares that me. rod
1: too much, that
0: yep. happens. Yep. yep. That's the
1: only thing You get jerky and it wraps around the tip. Uh, exactly that's exactly what I was going to say. That's when a you faux pas right there.
2: Yeah. Sure. That's, that's the only thing that bothers me.
3: Normally, by fish number three, we're over that, but not today. And I today. tried
2: to let them know, especially on a long run. Well, you and, had
1: some excited fishermen today,
2: Ricky. Uh, yeah.
3: it, was, it was a good time, though. We had a, we had a great time. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What so Are we looking at
1: Southwest winds tomorrow?
2: Yeah. I'm supposed to be Southwest 5 to 10.
1: Okay, good. It's All supposed right, to blow
2: nice. though tonight, so you're gonna see some residual tomorrow. I mean, it ain't it. You know, it's gonna start backing off later on in the morning. But mm-hmm. I think you know, you know. I mean, if you're leaving at <laughs> nine like you usually are, I think you're gonna you're gonna see it yeah, backing off tomorrow. as the afternoon wears on. You know, as the morning wears on, early afternoon wears on. I think it'd be fine. Right, right. But those guys, you know, leaving the dock tomorrow morning at seven o'clock, you're gonna see some. Oh
3: man, we had a hell of a high tide today. Yeah. Big, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah.
2: But it was, and it was a negative. It was a negative 0.8, too. And,
3: and when it started coming out, yep, woo, it was screaming.
2: Yeah. And Ricky said Never. earlier, him and I were talking now, uh, I did not fish today. Ricky Ricky said he, I mean, his big old boat, he surfed them coming in through the North Cut. So, I mean, there's... Yeah, that's what I heard him say. There's another little thing to just keep in the back of your mind and stuff, because you do. You got to... and he- well, that's an incoming tide. So, yeah, that bar's going to get covered up, and then ways still out of northeast is going to cover well, it up.
3: I was coming in on an outgoing tide.
1: Right. Okay, I get
3: it. Yeah. This afternoon, the tide was going out. At the, oh, okay. At the yeah, because the, it was, it was low was and forth. It, it had it was just turned, turned and started running Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, yes, when you came back out after you dropped them all. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: yeah. Gotcha. No, this was coming so, in. I was coming in the inlet at the end of my trip. This afternoon. Yes, right. so it was going out. Yes. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yes. I got gotcha. you.
3: So what you been so doing, like Leon? It, you been red fishing or what you...
1: Well, has, I think Corey's been doing a lot more of that than I have been lately. I kind of took a break from the valley uh, due to the uh, nice bait uh, that has showed up on the beach. and I'm trying to get into some of the tarpon action like uh, the other guides are. Uh, the valley, unfortunately, is just, I, I, I don't even know what the salinity level is. It's so fresh. It looks like Coca Cola. It's so bad from all the run up that's residual from the plantation, sawgrass, you know,
0: yeah.
1: uh, marsh landing, so on and so forth. So working the beach, you know, trying to pick off a tarpon here or there, been uh, fairly successful every day doing that. Nice. Um, seeing a lot of kingfishermen working offshore sounds like you're doing all right also i'm just uh doing my thing day in and day out and i'm excited tomorrow's going to have southwest winds
3: yeah uh, i certainly
1: like those better than northeast and east
3: yes this morning the pogies were kind of there, there were some tight bunches it took a little bit to find them. of course i i start my trips at 7 a.m we actually left a little early this morning sure. so the sun's not up good yet and it's kind of hard to find right. them but um I, I rebaited this afternoon just because I had time. We had to come back in anyways to drop somebody off. And I, I decided I was going to rebait and just have fresh baits for the day. And um, I did I did not see any tarpon roll. It was lots of pogies that were spread out all over the place. Uh, but this morning, I didn't see any. And this afternoon on the second bait, I didn't see any. And then, you know, on the way in, I was going kind of slow right there where all the baits stashed up behind the north bar there. And it it just... I don't know. I didn't see one. I was kind of expecting to see one. I was looking.
1: Well, I was out, uh, what was it, yesterday? I was out yesterday and, uh, I fished for two hours without, without seeing a fish and I moved around and came back to, uh, the same spot, same area. All of a sudden, guess what? They're all right here in front of me and we put two on and, uh, unfortunately, both of them came unbuttoned. But, uh, you know the fish are. You know, you just got to constantly move around. You got to keep your head on a swivel because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bait out there. But you, and the tarpon do move around, but they will stick to an area for a period of time, yeah. and that's when you get your chance to take a shot at them.
3: Yeah, and man, I mean, everybody wants that picture with the fish. But heck, half of tarpon fishing is putting them in the air, right? That first, that that that's the excitement, getting the bite and putting them in the air. That's that's a good time.
1: No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. I mean, just to get the chance to see the fish, see them feeding, and then you hook up to a monster that does two, three, four, five jumps, and he gets off, hey, guess what? You just saved yourself a lot of pain and anguish That's right. fighting a critter. Yes. Let's go get the next one.
3: We got what we wanted out of him. <laughs> let's let's yeah. do it again.
1: Yeah, because, it, listen, tarpon, that's a fish that either you submit or it cements you, so
2: you, a you better be man up to the fight. Makes you a yep. humble man real quick.
1: Yep, it does, and I've had I've had people yeah. that, I've had all types of people, men and women, go after them, and, you know, I mean, I've had people switch out four times, you know, but they still got the fish finally, and I'm like, good for you. You didn't give up.
2: But it's just you know, you... so hard, you know, to sit there on a daily basis. I know you do it. I know Chip does it. Kevin even does it. But, you know, that book, Solely Just a charpin Trip, You know what I mean? For uh, you know, they have to be ready for either, you know, hooking one fish, you know, maybe putting one or two more in the air, and or what you guys had a little earlier in the year, which because they were you know more abundant, they were the smaller, what forty to seventy-five pound fish, where you know you had days that you were putting seven or eight of them in the air, whatever, catching four or whatever. That's an incredible day.
1: You know, oh, no doubt to is.
2: put two in the air, maybe not catch them, but at least put two in the air is a great day. I mean, there's it a is. lot of days you're not going to I mean, y- you're not going to see any.
3: Leon, you were talking about the uh, the fight of a tarpon. So my youngest son, when he turned 16 years old, he got a job. And the first thing he bought was a boat. He bought a mm-hmm. J-16 Carolina Skiff. And he oh, took the me flat nose one. Yep. He took me fishing okay. the first the first day he had it, he took me <laughs> out fishing. I was like, I was feeling kinda of proud. You know, my son's taking yeah, me I, fishing instead of the other way around. It was kinda of cool. I don't have to
2: pay for nothing. We rolled up lead. to the
3: jetty rocks there in St. Augustine. And while he was trying to set you know, everything's manual on that boat. There's no trolling motor or nothing. He he's setting the anchor out. And I was putting a mullet out, flatlining it out the back, and while he was putting the anchor down, (laughs) I hooked up to a a big tarpon, 100 plus. Oh, boy. And, you know, the fight, when you're fighting a fish on a 30-foot boat, it's all drag. The fish is not really pulling the boat around. Correct. But that little 16-foot boat, she pulled us around the point, up towards halfway to the the conch house in there in, in salt run and all the way back out to the jetties before the fight was over. And she never got any more than 30 feet from yeah. the boat. It was, it was awesome because yeah. all your jumps are right there beside yep. the boat. Everything is right in front of you. Yep. yep.
2: Well, and and as, as you guys know, I, I, I fishing the jetties, red fishing one side of the boat. Like you just said, dumping out a mullet behind the back of the boat. I know Kevin's done it as well. There's a few times, especially here we get in the latter September and October and stuff like that. When, Anything past that, we'll call it the last green can right there at the at the end of the south jetties right there, Yeah. it'll be four to five foot. You know, I mean, the jetties yep. itself is fine to fish, and I've hooked, you know, hooked not many of fish, but enough of them, and I told these people, look here, you got a choice. You know, once I get into that right there, he's either over. full drag or I'm cutting them off. I said, we cannot make it out there. We will sink. I said, so if yep. you don't turn him now... We can't fight him any longer. He's gonna go. He's going right to that north bar. It's exactly where that fish
3: is wanting to go. And a lot of times, it's not your choice. It's not my choice. Yeah, you big, know those no. big fish. They go. You where they You know they, want they go, to go where
2: they want to go. And I mean, you know, and yeah. it's and in the art, you are. I mean, in the beginning, you're holding on. It's the jump. It's this and that. But when they settle in and start doing that, that that you know that deep run and that settling in because you're uh, sitting it, in, in yeah. 40 feet of water.
1: He ain't got to fight. They can use that depth. No, nope. he's gonna use his weight and the depth. To his advantage. Yep.
2: No, I've, I've yep. been scared a few times. It was like, we're gonna, you know, you better catch him.
1: I think the, the only other thing that's a pet peeve to me is I will not let a bait be soaked close to the boat. I oh, eat, yes. I, I don't want one striking it 15 feet from the boat with the possibility of it coming in the boat on the first jump. That's just a nightmare to me scenario. I've had it happen once to me. Thank God it was a very small fish that just made a mess, and nothing like the one that happened to you, Scotty. Yeah. I just. I wish terrified I took pictures
2: me. that day. Actually, that was probably the most. I've been through a lot of stuff in my days, you know, fires and, and, and sinkings and lightning strikes and all this.
3: That was. Very that was memorable. probably.
2: The biggest memory that will ever stick in my head is a hundred fifty pound fish jumping in my boat.
3: I won't ever forget yep. it. And he didn't even have a line in the water.
2: No, <laughs> he wasn't even no. fishing. <laughs> I wasn't even fishing. I was coming under the hey, bridge. You're just pulling up, weren't you? Yep, it's <laughs> coming under the bridge. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, I was talking to Matt. I was talking <laughs> to Matt. Uh, can you imagine yeah. being
3: close to him when that went on? Kevin was. I wasn't very close, but I just, I can imagine the, the words coming out of his mouth.
2: No, there was none. It was total shock. Stock. Yeah. Uh, it was total shock, because I, I mean I was, I was I was hundred fifty yard, hundred yards away from I was yelling at Matt. You know, you want me to help you grab him? Because I saw the fish jump, and it was I stood.
3: A big fish. Oh, this fish was on somebody else's yeah, line. Yeah, it was on
2: Matt's boat. The yeah, it was the line.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't remember Matt's boat's name. I was coming under the bridge of Lions, dude. Yeah, I was right there by the no wake sign.
3: I, I thought it was just a hmm. a happenstance. No,
2: he was on the, he was on no, the west no, no, side no, no, of the no, no wake sign.
3: And gotcha. I was coming yeah. through the
2: middle of the, of the channel. I saw the fish jump. Matt's all by himself. And it was a big fish yep. when I first seen him jump. I said, Matt, I said, you know, I could drop my trolling motor in the water right here and just lock it in. You know, let my boat drift away and I'll lock it in and, and I'll help you if you want me to grab the fish for you. And yep. no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll just wear him out. And I'm telling you, I was 100 feet away from him. And I heard a drag come off the reel. Next thing I know, that fish is in midair and lands on my bow.
1: <laughs> and that's a big fish coming in the and boat. up so all the way in the back, back of, the of the
2: boat, dude. All the way down the yep. side. Lands on my customer's lap in the front. Because we were all taking pictures of it. The fish was awesome. It was a huge fish. Yep. It was 150s all day. Yeah. I mean, I had scales that was big around the softballs in my boat.
3: Yep. You're lucky that fish. I never like it never killed anybody. I like
2: swear like to gosh, cell. I thought I was going to have to call in an insurance claim.
3: Yeah. For either the sure. boat or my oh, client.
2: Yeah. The only thing it broke mm-hmm. was one of my latch handles... Uh, on my side, on my right hand side of my, which is fine because that's where the my fish box is. So, you know, it makes me not have to sit there and keep unlatching when I'm gaffing fish or whatever. It just, it's on hydraulics. So I just pick oh, it yeah. up and gaff them and stick them inside. But mm-hmm. I, I, there was nothing to say. There was nothing to say. That fish came in the boat. Now just I heard the drag come the all reel the and saw the fish jump five feet from the boat. And went, oh my God, I couldn't get out of the way. I couldn't do nothing. And I wasn't even intent. There was no intent for me to be there outside of going. I was headed back to the dock. I was done.
1: There I was, minding my own business. And, <laughs> and a fish jumped, jumped in my boat. By tarpon. Yeah. Anyhow, Leon, it was good talking with you, man. I'm sorry, Bub. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank You'll you, have my a friend.
3: One All right, I'll man, see
0: you,
1: you in the morning.
2: Scotty. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. You listen to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast, Captain Ricky Poor, Captain Scott Shank. be right back
0: is the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL.
2: Hold on, we're coming back, folks. Hold on. He said <laughs> you, I will know who this
3: is. You got him, Dylan.
2: Tell me, Dylan.
3: Great Van Fleet.
2: Okay, glad I knew <laughs> that one. I knew that, I've seen him in concert a few times. Okay. Welcome back, folks. <laughs> Our official forecast with Captain Ricky Catlin. and Captain Scotty. Uh, every Thursday night, 6 to 7 here on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Or just go to Outdoor Shows, 2S's back to back. Look up the podcast. That way you can stream right through it and listen to whatever you want to listen to on your way to work. Anyhow, I think we got Captain Chip Wingo. Let's see what he's got going on up here in the Mayport area.
3: What's up, Chip? What's happening?
2: Hey, buddy. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. Good. Took the day off, had the boat service. Yes. Nah, uh, yeah. It's amazing how fast 100 hours goes. Yes,
2: sir. Agreed.
3: So so I I got my new motors. I looked it up today, May 20th. I got my new motors on my boat. Is that what it was? I'm on oil change number four right now.
2: Yeah, but all you run is 10, 11-hour trips. You huh? better do an oil change every three trips. Every hundred hours, well, it's just almost every three trips,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny,
4: I think I've done seven this year, well, in a year, yeah, because I've had the boat for a year, so
3: yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> and you know that's an expense that as a as a new charter boat captain mm-hmm. uh i didn't I didn't really factor into my pricing at all i mean it's it's seventy five thousand dollars for those two new engines and, right and <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm not trying to get in your grill, but I mean what what four or five hundred dollars each engine for a complete oil change?
3: Eight. Oil unit everything? I have Yamaha so it's only it's only it's five quarts of oil. yeah So it's not the Honda's were eight quarts. Right. But no I mean I I changed the oil for both engines, filters and everything for around three hundred bucks. For both engines? Mm hmm That's just oil.
4: I just leather let the mechanics do it so i I'll do too
3: that's all
2: i do too uh,
4: wayland bay thank you way, wayland bay that way there's never a question on my warranty nope right. all been,
3: you know. well, and you know for me i live so far away from town that, you know i
2: get that i totally we get do that. have yeah. service
3: centers right there in my local area but they're busy and i don't i'm i'm an impatient no, person no, when it comes no, to no. wanting my boat back <laughs> and that's
2: you know and and you know and and, and chip i mean you know we have our mechanics. I have my mechanic. I mean, he has been more than gracious even after the day's done. If I got a you know trip the next couple days, you know, I can't or something, or something acting up on the boat. I mean, they're there. I mean, I had to t- yeah. I had to lose one day last week. Get this, Chip. I lost my helm, I lost the ram, and I lost my trim and tilt all on a Friday. I said, guys. I put. I brought it over to Wayland Bay at 1 o'clock when I got to the ramp. I brought it over to Wayland Bay, told them what happened. Damned if they didn't have me running. I mean, you know, but they couldn't get the parts until Monday morning now because it's Friday afternoon. So I ha- I lost Monday, but damned if they didn't have me on the water by Tuesday and replaced all three Yeah, that's nights. why I'm
4: lucky that I have a Suardo Vargas from uh, Jack's Mobile Marine. He yep. works out of my marina, so... You know, you know, I'm blessed with that because he keeps me rolling. So. Thank
2: you very much to all those mechanics that help us keep running. I understand, you know, but that is our business. You know, is to to work and fish. And I have to agree with Chip. I just, I just go with the mechanics to do all my work. Yeah. I have 3,200 hours on my engine. She's still running strong. Um, we have looked at the pressures and and all that in the, in the cylinders. Everything's perfect still, so knock on wood, you know. Yeah, I'm still going. Yep.
3: And I I often contemplate the uh the the warranty issue, like you just said, Chip. But I don't know. For me, it's kind of like a a planning thing. You either got to take a day off and and kind of get it planned yeah. ahead or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I can change that oil in the lower units and whatever. I can do all that pretty quickly. I'm not quick mechanically in the, inclined, halfway. and you know that. So. No. Guys, yesterday
4: it was pretty decent down off of Saint Augustine on the beach.
2: Which, with what regards? Weather. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, when was you, we talked to naughty off maybe. Yes, York. when I talked to you yesterday, and you said you had to turn around, and you took him over the bow, and went, huh? I said it was yeah, flat just, gorgeous down, it down it in Saint Augustine. Yeah.
4: I, mean, I went into the beach. You couldn't go any closer than eleven feet.
3: Oh no 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 no! Oh, you weren't going to do that today. No, not today. But yeah. I mean,
2: yesterday when when they, I'm
3: talking about yesterday, they originally I mean, it was called yesterday
2: northeast there. at ten to fifteen yesterday,
4: which Mayport Man, saw that we did.
2: Than that. It was still out of the northwest down here. It hadn't switched, and yeah. I mean, it was it was it was gorgeous. I mean, you know, throw the throw the throttles forward and let her eat. Let the big dog eat. You know, I mean, it was pretty. And then I yeah. called Chip and he said, "Dude, he said I was taking him over the bow. I turned around, and came home." I
4: went, oh. Well, I took it over the bow coming through the cut right there. That's what the I'm inlet. getting at, yes. You know, but I mean, it was still bumpy, you know, pretty bumpy, and I had uh, Jen and her uh, niece, who's 14, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to beat you guys up on the tarpon today, so we went in and caught some bull reds and,
3: nice. you know,
4: had fun with that, but, you know, it's like, some days, you know, it depends on who's on the boat. If, you know, if I've got Leon, I'll just tie him to the post there, and. He could cast, but you know, yes, it's. It, I was like, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to deal with it. I'll just turn around and go back.
3: Yes. No,
2: the older I've gotten, I just I can't take a
3: whooping anymore. I, I yeah. haven't I haven't fished them myself yet, but I've heard that the reds are starting to show up around the bridges. Uh huh, yeah, yep, or oh, yeah. down in San Augustine, too. Yep,
2: which yeah. you know, I, I we're having a discussion today, Chip, and I'm going to leave it up to you because you're up northern, up the north there. But, like, Corey sent us a picture a little while ago of a bunch of finger mullet he caught, I guess, early this morning or whatever he did. And with that two or three dozen he had in the bottom of the bucket, nearly one of them was a silver mullet. They were all still black mullet. You know, we... Yeah. The reason I say that is, um usually by the end of July, Chip, we have to break out the quarter-inch mesh net, and they're great baits. They're only, like, two inches long, yeah. but... My gosh, the, the little tiny finger mullets and stuff, and those are the baby silver mullet that are going to grow up that, you know, in September and October will be the four-inch long ones and stuff. But we always gill them, so we always have the quarter-inch mesh net on the boat. Chip, I haven't
3: seen that yet this year. It's a
4: little running well, a little water's behind. Well, usually not 90 degrees either in the yeah. summer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it got hot.
3: And, and possibly you know? the rains could have something to do with I, it.
2: I don't know. I would have thought, though, with this full moon right here, it would have washed them out. Of
3: the back yeah. of, the, of the of the estuaries, it it, it just happened Tuesday, so yeah. I mean that's that's two days yeah. that's coming.
2: But I mean, yeah. usually you see enough good schools when you throw on them. You know, you catch thirty or forty of them at a time. You know, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. usually you know, it ain't the waves of them or, or the rafts of mullet that you see. But I mean, you you know, you can sit there and
3: throw two or three times, and I want and they're, if they're catching up there in Palm Valley like that, that's I mean, that's what Corey sent us the picture of, right? I wonder if that's something that pushes out with the, with the muddy water coming, like, you know. Well, they're all out. black
2: mullet. They will. They're just, they're that size right now. There's a, I mean, you have a black mullet and a silver mullet.
3: Right. Yeah.
4: Silver mullet was
2: well, come page. through in August, September. Yeah. By August the 18th, we
4: should see them. They had a real good uh, sailfish fight up here yesterday. I think there were three or four boats that caught them yesterday. Really?
3: Okay. It's been yeah. a good sailfish a great year. Great sailfish year. Great yeah. selfish year. I haven't caught. Yes, I have. I caught yeah, one. Yeah, you did. I've caught so, two.
4: You know, I've I got to figure out. What do, do you catch horn bellies on sabikis? Yes. Is that how you catch them? Yep.
3: Catch them in a cast net too. i got out, too. out there the you other can't day. Watched
4: watch kingfish and tarpon just obliterate those things.
2: They're and I'm like, some... why am I
4: running to get pogies when they're sitting here feeding on horn bellies?
2: They're. I you mean, know? if you're casting them, it's one thing. But a horn belly, a thread fin, all that, they're so... you got to hook them in the top of the head to swim to for them to nosedive down. You can't hook them like a pokey. They'll die. They'll
3: flop. I'm not a big fan of them. I I'm not a them.
2: huge fan of them either. And I've honestly, outside of a kingfish or an amberjack, those are the only two things I've ever seen to eat a horn belly. Yeah. Whatever's well, in them I mean, little I... bottom stickers right there, their <laughs> little two bottom fins right there that, that light you up. You know, just like the ones we catch in the intercoastal, I, I call them yellowtails. What are those? You know what I'm saying? That get jammed up in your net. Yeah. And they got the spikes on their back on their back, and you try to rip them out of the net, and you oh, get yeah. you get you get leather fend, leather jacket leather, 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 leather jackets leather yeah. jackets
3: something like that yeah. something like
2: that anyhow yeah
4: but I, no I don't like yeah, them I, either <laughs> I use those bridles, Scotty. So yeah. Yeah. yes, I mean, you, you do hook them in the back. Perfect. You do. Yeah. You yeah. do.
2: You're you're you you've gave me some and. I'll have to truthfully say I, tell you I haven't what, tried
4: them yet. You, you troll a kingfish bait with one of those things, and that sucker will troll. When you guys were having a hard time getting bait yes. last year, you can put one bait out there for two hours, and he'll swim just as happy as can be. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't kill them. You know, it doesn't put a big hook in them or a hook through their mouth or their nose. Right through that little eye jam right there, and they just swim forever. Yeah. No, you're
2: right. You give them to me, and I, I tr- I'm going to be straight up. I can show you exactly where they're at in my bag right now. I just
4: have not. Done yeah, it. those things are they're money. I've been using them a lot. Like when I bull red fish, I'll put uh, pogies out, and uh, if I you know I went out and got live pogies yesterday and fished them for the bulls and right, you know, and they you put them on that little clip, they stay out there and swim for forever. But I tell you what, we have okay. in the intercoastal right now is I guess they're about thirty six to forty inch bull sharks everywhere oh i mean oh, they're gosh. like loaded in the intercoastal waterway okay you know and they're fun to fight
2: you yeah. know
4: but you're sitting there you get a good good knockdown, and it's smoking drag and all of a sudden it kind of quits a little bit and you're like wait a second yeah, what is you
2: that?
4: know
3: hey chip it was but, good talking to you man we gotta, we gotta take, take a, break. a break i'm getting yelled at roger guys see you right, bye see buddy ya
2: you listen to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. When we come back, we only got a couple more minutes, and uh, we're going home.
0: Talk
3: about the weather, and we'll be right back.
0: Yep. The Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL.
2: There's a song I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we know this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Folks, welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Hey, real quick, we only got like a minute left because I've talked too much tonight. Uh, basically, the forecast for the weekend, I mean, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be west-southwest, 5 to 10 knots. Um, out of St. Augustine, your low tide on Saturday is 6 o'clock in the morning, followed like by 1230 high, so at an hour. Um, folks, uh, don't forget, this Saturday... It'll be logs and Captain Kirk. I don't know who they're bringing in because Captain Kevin's going to be fishing the King of the Beach tournament, which you should be getting some live reports out of him. Other than that, thank you, Captain Ricky. I appreciate you. Yes,
3: sir. For Captain Ricky,
2: I'm Captain Scott Shank. Thank you for listening to the fish, uh, Ring Power Fishing Forecast.
3: See ya. See ya.